Hello and welcome to this episode of the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things women's health in an attempt to break the stigma of what makes us us. Today I'm going to be talking about an area relating to body acceptance and some challenges you may find yourself facing on your own journey to that body acceptance. And when I put um, together the different episodes of this podcast, I kind of get my inspiration from a lot of different areas. And today's episode was brought about by a theme that continued to pop up during my initial consultations with clients for my Compatible You training coaching. And I found that it also tends to rear its head in response to a few of my Instagram stories which touch on things like food rules, um, clients giving themselves permission to listen to their hunger and what kind of foods they should be eating and the like. And this is a topic of how comments and language used by family or other close support networks and how they can hinder your journey to body acceptance. So for the most part, healing your relationship with your body and developing the skills and mindset to look at your body with that acceptance and with that respect and the neutrality of it is driven by you, the individual. However, it's kind of like that saying that it takes a village to raise a child because having strong support systems around you whilst you do navigate um, your journey to body acceptance is so important and it can be super encouraging, motivating and helpful. However, as we will discuss in this episode, when we don't have those support systems around us, it can be on the complete other end of the spectrum, causing us to lose motivation, causing us to become disheartened and can actually have some pretty serious implications on our mental and emotional health. So strong systems around us, we can look at them as ways to keep us accountable. Um, You know, they can pull us up if they hear us talking poorly about ourselves or if they see us falling back into strict food rules or, you know, another way is that they can help you stand up to others in the family, which may still be kind of stuck in that old archaic way of thinking, you know, that it's okay to point out your weight, your weight gain, body shapes, or some stuff like what you're eating. And I guess from my experience with a fair few of my clients, they haven't been as blessed with strong support systems And it's quite hard listening to these quite incredible women talk about their experiences with things like fat shaming, unsolicited body comments, and pretty much just a complete lack of support from some of the people that are meant to be, you know, the closest to them and the most supportive to them. So when I was, again, looking at how to run this episode, I found that I could take it in many different ways. So to find out how, like what direction I did want to take it, I asked myself, what do I want this episode to achieve? And the answer to that question was that I wanted to not only provide a voice to those experiencing those unsolicited comments and how to overcome and challenge these comments, but I also wanted to provide awareness to the real negative side effects of these comments, both mentally and physically, so that if you have found yourself, you know, making comments like these, or I guess kind of have that mentality, you know, oh, no, it's just a comment like the world is full of snowflakes these days, you know, that we should get away with whatever we say, if that makes sense. Um, I guess I'm trying to, I guess, hope, you know, fingers crossed that you'll be able to have an appreciation for how it feels to be on the receiving end of these comments and hopefully bring awareness to you that, you know, no matter how, quote, well-intended, end quote, your comment is, 
if it has caused the other person any sort of pain or discomfort in any way, that is plain and simply wrong and we need to be accountable to our words and our comments. All right, so let's get into it. So we're going to start off by discussing, I guess, the different ways that someone can receive or interpret inappropriate comments. So what I mean by this is I want to highlight the idea that, you know, comments, critiques or jokes when it comes to our bodies and our food choices can either be direct or indirect. And so we can receive direct comments as in, you know, someone has openly commented about your body or your food choice. So these are those unhelpful, unsolicited and pretty much just outright rude comments such as, you know, oh, you've gained weight of, oh, so when are you going to start your diet? Like it's a new year. Are you doing something this year about your weight or stuff like, are you really going to eat that? Or, you know, are you really going for another serve of dessert? So these are the comments that can leave people quite hurt, upset and just awful. And I want to highlight that you have absolutely no idea what someone else is going through or how their emotional and mental health or their current mental health state is at any given time. It's not like we have one of those little screens above our heads that say, like, please be kind, like I'm feeling pretty vulnerable today. So, you know, the happiest and most confident person you meet today may be dealing with quite a debilitating mental health condition and you are seriously none the wiser. So we really need to be better with our comments, for goodness sake. Um, the second um, way that we can receive comments that we're going to talk about are the indirect comments. And these are those comments, you know, that are pretty good at um, disguising themselves as a joke or sometimes I guess, a way to bond with one another, which is pretty sad when you think about it. But these are the comments that go something like, oh, have you seen so-and-so recently? She obviously ate way too much on her holiday. Or a comment like, wow, as if that girl is wearing those shorts. You know, I'm sure we've all heard comments like these. And, you know, we also might have said some of these comments not realising just how bad it is to be saying those things. And I guess not only do they have an effect on the person, you know, they are directed to if they were to overhear it or it would be passed on to them or something like that, but they can also have an effect on the person you're actually talking to. So for example, like you're probably thinking shit, like if she thinks that about her, like what is she thinking about me? Or it could be something like maybe I shouldn't be wearing these shorts either if she's pointed out that that girl shouldn't be. Like language is incredibly powerful and sometimes for the wrong reasons. So whether, you know, those food comments are made directly or indirectly, they're all unnecessary and can seriously negatively affect those who hear them. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is like, really, you need to be mindful of what you're saying, no matter if it's directed at someone or indirectly directed at them. And unfortunately, our bodies are commented on from such a young age which is quite upsetting when you do sit and kind of absorb that. Like I have clients who are still haunted by comments they received about their body or food choices from the ages of five and, you know, that kind of five to pre-adolescent ages to even, you know, weeks or months ago. Like it's quite insane just how much these bad comments can stick around throughout our whole lives. And I just want you to think about that for a second. And a powerful thing to think about when it comes to unsolicited comments is would you want your five-year-old to be the subject to this comment? Or how would you feel if your child was spoken to like this? 
it's like the saying you could re- receive a thousand positive comments but you're always going to remember that negative one and it's just you got to think like how would you feel if that five-year-old heard that comment and how it's going to affect them down the track so I'm going to open up about a comment that I still very like vividly remember from my childhood to hopefully show you the power of words from a personal experience because I feel like I can sit here and talk about, um, you know, just off-the-cuff comments that I've heard without, you know, context behind them. So, yeah, I wanted to make this as real and as um, easy for you guys to resonate with as possible so it can hopefully have a greater effect on you. So back in the days when I was in year seven, you know, the days where you're battling going into puberty, that age, and trying to navigate, you know, starting high school, friends, groups, all stuff like that, you know, the really good times of our lives. You know, I'm already painting the picture of vulnerability here, but anyway. So a photo was taken of me whilst I was singing. I think it was in a school choir or something like that. I can't remember. But so, you know, if comments needed to be made about that photo, you know, they don't need to be anywhere. That's another story. Like people could have said stuff like, oh, good on you, Emma, for singing when, you know, you don't really like dealing with public speaking or crowds and stuff like that. Or they could have commented saying like, oh, that's cool. Like what song were you singing? But that's not the angle that my teacher took this day. So my teacher looked at that photo and he said um, something along the lines of, wow, your face looks like really fat. It's like you've got a face full of marshmallows. And that asshole literally ruined how yummy marshmallows were for the rest of my life. But seriously, I will never, ever forget those words. And sure, they may not still have that same like really powerful effect it did at that age of 12 when they he first said those comments. But I still remember it very clearly to this day. And to be honest, I probably am going to always remember that comment, no matter, I guess, how far along I've come on my body acceptance journey. And Like, I really wish I could go back and stop that teacher before they started saying this because, you know, I would have saved a lot of anger, a lot of anguish for me and, you know, not just me, my family as well. Because that comment, it, it was kind of like a switch was flicked on in my head. Like, as I said, I was already battling, you know, some issues um, around puberty, school changes, stuff like that. Um, And throwing the mix of, you know, that preteen body dysmorphia and not quite liking yourself, loathing yourself even a little bit. So, like, when that comment was made in that moment, it, you know, made the body dysmorphia real. Like I was kind of, you know, teetering over that edge of like falling into complete, I guess, disordered eating patterns. And what was holding me from tipping over before that comment was made was I think the fact that my 12-year-old brain thought like it was only me who was having those thoughts that I was fat. And I guess that, you know, it sounds bad, but like that was my saviour at that point. The fact that it was only me thinking those thoughts. But when that teacher made that comment from that outside perspective, someone else voicing that opinion that I had of myself, that balancing act was completely turned upside down. It was thrown inside out and was like absolutely destroyed. And, you know, I'm not saying that that comment was the only thing that sparked the spiral downwards um, with, you know, eating disorder behaviours, but it certainly had a huge part to play. And I want to highlight that this teacher was 
very nice and they were very good at their job, but they made a terrible judgment call and said a very terrible thing, which just highlights the importance and need to think about the effects of comments before we make them. And, you know, our, our brains are incredible, you know, sorry, as incredible as they are, they just can be so nasty at times and just, you know, it, they grab hold of thoughts and comments so tightly as they can and they just make us relive and play things over and over again. And what's sad about my example and lived experience is the fact that it's so common for so many people. It's like what's ha- what happened to me and what was said to me isn't just some random thing that doesn't happen often. Like I've touched on the fact that so many of my clients, um, which when asked about their journey with their own body image, um, they reflect on comments made throughout their lives. And these have such profound effects on them to these days. Like I'm talking comments made over 20 or 30 years ago, and that is not okay. These comments can seriously be the thing that tips any one of us over the edge into vicious cycles of, you know, things like restriction, other disordered eating behaviours. It can cause people to, you know, recluse and avoid certain situations. Like it can just plain and simply cause serious mental health problems, which have such lasting, lasting effects on us. I just want to highlight that I was super blessed to have quite a strong and powerful mum in my life who, when she heard what exactly was said to me, pretty much lost her shit in the most respectful yet um, like direct way possible because my mum has this incredible skill of like not destroying but like if you say something or do something that is wrong like she is so smart and has this a way of kind of using emotional warfare on you which you know when you're on the receiving and not cool but when you see in action yeah it's pretty impressive like you just be pulled up in the most respectfully beautiful way that will still make you feel like you really are a twat so you know Mum just saw how this comment was going to affect me. And looking back, like, it's really um, quite emotional and quite upsetting to think about because looking back, like, you could see that mum knew what was about to come, which about, like, with what happened, with what was said. And, yeah, it was just like she wasn't having a bar of it at that point. Like, I remember listening to mum demanding a meeting with that teacher and hearing the like the real passion in her voice that no one was going to make her daughter feel any less than loved. And it's, I guess it was just the fact that I was so lucky to have that role model even my life in my life that I guess like even though I was seriously negatively affected by the comment that was made, I was, I guess, and especially looking back at it now, I was showing how wrong it was. And that when people make those comments, it's not okay. And something does need to be said. It needs to be challenged because of what can happen because of those comments and you know that's how I always wanted to be having that good role model in my life and I hope others can listen to this and just see how powerful it is when you do stand up to things like this when you know they're wrong even though it's scary even though you might not like confrontation you just you never know who's watching and who's absorbing what's happening and seeing someone challenge something so negative and so um, disheartening and damaging as well. I I guess I feel like I could talk for hours on end about how important it is to be mindful of our words and our comments, whether directly or indirectly. But I think when we highlight an issue or an area of concern, 
we can't just point out everything that's wrong with it. We need to provide steps we can take to make that situation better. I look at it as like it's like receiving feedback in school. Like you can't just be given a failed grade without highlighting how we can improve on that subject or that grade, stuff like that. So when it comes to um, fixing how we comment and I guess have normalized how we comment on body and um, on body, sorry, and what people are eating, it's definitely important to reframe our language and be mindful of our words and comments and I've come up with a few um, steps we can take to point us in that right direction. Um, the first step um, is we can take is practicing checking in with yourself and pretty like in basic terms it's just really doing some self-analysis when it comes to I guess our thoughts and which in turn then turn into our comments. So I think by checking in with ourselves, we can take those steps to understand a few things before we move forward with how a conversation is going to pan out. So to put that um, with an example, let's just place ourselves in a seat at our, I don't know, you know, annual Christmas lunch table or other holiday event table. So painting that picture for you, you've got a table of family and friends. You've probably got a lot of food there and um, in that moment, you look over, I don't know, your cousin or something who's going in for an extra serving of pavlova. So if, I, I love Christmas. So I'm just using Christmas as an example. And I would say Christmas pudding, but just the thought of Christmas pudding makes me feel sick. So let's go with pav. Anyway, so now in the back of your head, you might have a thought like, oh, she's got to go. You're going for another serving of pav. Like how good? I guess like you might think that it's okay to say um a comment about someone going for extra food you might be trying to be positive and saying oh look you go good you're eating more but you're still commenting on the fact that someone's choosing to eat something um and you're just commenting on someone's food choices that just doesn't need to happen so pause for a moment and before going forward with that comment um, I think we just need to reflect and ask ourselves some questions before we proceed with whatever we're going to be saying. The first question you can ask yourself is, what am I actually going to achieve by saying this? Is it going to be positive? Is it going to be negative? Is what I'm about to say helpful in any way? You could ask yourself, how could this affect the person on the receiving end of this? And lastly, is it necessary or important to make this comment? But most importantly, has this got anything to do with me? And, you know, I know some people are going to listen and feel like they aren't allowed to comment on anything anymore. But I find that mentality a little bit frustrating because we're literally just asking you to be mindful and to think about the consequences of your words. That's all we're asking. Like, yes, we should definitely be speaking up if someone's about to walk into a fire but do you need to point out someone the fact that someone's going in for second serving of dessert? No, no, you don't. There's a difference. We are allowed to talk about things, but sometimes it's just not appropriate. And this is one of those situations. All right. Another step we can take is aiming to refocus how we compliment not only those around us, but I think also and most importantly ourselves. Because for so long, our bodies and physical appearance have been at the forefront of compliments and in turn, those critiques. You know, we always hear things like, look at you, like you're looking so toned or, oh, wow, you've lost weight. Good on you. Like, awesome, cool. Not really. 
We are so much more than our bodies. We're smart, we're strong, we're kind, we're resilient, and we're so hardworking. Our bodies are seriously just a vehicle for us to travel this life in. Like I've heard so many strong women before me say um, the fact that our bodies aren't an ornament. And I think that's absolutely incredible because it's true. We're not there to be gawked at. We're not there to be critiqued. So let's start actually living that fact and refocusing how we show appreciation and compliment one another. Because, Because complimenting people is awesome, like not only for the person receiving the compliment, but also for the one giving the compliment. It, I don't know about you, but it, like it gives you that buzz that, you know, you could lighten someone's mood and give them that little positivity boost that they might actually really be needing at the moment. So I've come up with four, I guess, non-appearance-based compliments that you could use to a friend, family, or even a stranger. The first one is you could say something like, I want you to know I think you've worked so hard lately and I'm so proud of you. You're shifting that focus from their body to, you know, their work ethic, how well they're doing in something. You you might know that they're super busy and juggling a few things and they're doing awesome at it. So tell them that. You can say something like, I love spending time with you. I always feel so happy and listen to when I'm around you. Again, not talking about the body, but I guess saying that they've got this lovely energy about them that makes you feel happy. If someone said that to me, that would definitely be a good compliment to receive, I think. The third, um, you could say something like, thank you for being so kind to me. Thank you for listening to me. Um, I really appreciate you. I think, yeah, saying something like you appreciate someone doing something, like it's just those little things like, yeah, sure, sometimes we have to do things, but it, like, if it doesn't matter. Like you can still appreciate someone for doing their job. Four is you could say something like, I think you're so strong and resilient. Like, thank you for sharing so-and-so with me. So again, we're not focusing on the body. We're focusing on their actions, their person, their personality, not their bodies. So we are capable of complimenting other things, not just our bodies. And I guess now thinking about it, like I think I've really focused this episode on bringing awareness to how we can reshape our comments But I just want to end on giving some advice on how to respond to people who may have made their comments to you in your body, your weight or your food choices or, you know, anything what you're eating, stuff like that. And, you know, I'm going to start by saying that, of course, this is so much easier said than done. But when we speak out and when we do challenge those unsolicited comments, we really shake and rattle the foundations that keep this sort of behavior going and this sort of behavior normalized. So, yeah, it's hard, but we can be the role models others may need. Someone who may have been in your situation when you were younger may see you standing up to this behavior. And, like, I can't even really explain how powerful that could be. Like, imagine if you saw someone pull people up on their shit, like how I saw my mum stand up to that teacher. Like, it's absolutely incredible. So, yeah, let's have a look at some ways to challenge this. And again, Um, I did put up a post recently about how to respond to these comments. And yeah, you, as much as you do want to tell them to piss off, like I think education is generally like much more powerful and a much more constructive way of tackling this. Like obviously some situations do warrant a piss off, but yeah, let's go down the more positive tunnel this time. So the first way of a way you could respond to comments like this 
is you could highlight the fact that you're actually on your own health and your own body acceptance journey. And you just, you no longer wish to listen to comments like that because they're not helpful for you or your journey. So that kind of, you know, tells them that what they're saying is wrong, but in, I guess, a less aggressive, less um, confronting way, if you're one of those people who doesn't deal with conflicts quite, um, quite well. Um, another way is you could point out that, you know, you're listening to your hunger cues, your body's telling you that that's what you want. You know, those hunger cues are giving you permission to have this food. So please let me eat this in peace, something like that. Um, another one is you could say something like, um, you know, if you're listening to someone else's comments about, you know, someone else's body, you could just highlight the fact that talking about another person's body is just unhelpful and it's just boring, like change a subject. Like is our conversation really that boring that we have to be talking about someone else's body? If that's the case, might want to kind of, um, I guess, rethink your friendship group if the only thing you're talking about is other people's bodies. But anyway, so I think just we've really been accustomed to just brushing off stuff um, and, you know, hiding stuff under the rug, laughing stuff off and stuff like that, which I like, I really think in a way makes it okay. And, you know, people aren't going to question their behaviors if they've never been pulled up on it. So by challenging this way of speaking, we're just showing that we're not standing for it and that we're trying to do better. We're going to be better role models. We're going to build that, you know, better society, I guess, is the end goal where we're not talking about bodies. We're not body shaming. We're not, you know, body praising because that's another topic if we like just encourage people and say, oh, that's so good. Look at your weight loss. Like you're doing amazing because, again, we commentate on the bodies and we don't know what's going on, but yeah, that's probably an episode for another day. But anyway, um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening into this week's episode of the Compatible You podcast. I really do hope this episode has shed some light on a topic which can have such profound lasting effects on those subjected to, and those who also make these kinds of comments. Like, I guess like in the big picture, it may seem simple to change our language and think before we speak, but if we really can work to shift how we comment on others' bodies or their food choices or anything to do with their physical appearance, we can really work towards healing those years and years of negativity and really try to work towards a more body neutral and a more body accepting way of speaking, listening, and just being. I'd really love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So please feel free to share and leave a comment below. Thank you again for listening as I try to reduce the shame and stigma around many women's health topics.